It is the Corner 3 on Studio 41 Radio on 97.1 The Freak, the Mavs YouTube channel, etc., etc., etc. My name is Bobby Corella. Like always, I'm dressed for the beach. <laughs> and like always, I'm joined by someone who's dressed for the tundra, Kate Viaba. Bobby, it is 13 degrees outside. Yes, but the wind chill is only like four. Only. So I feel like it's fine for me to be dressed this way. I do have a hoodie. All right, Mom, if you're out there watching. Hold on, you walked I over do here have and a hoodie just a hoodie? Over there. Yeah, it's a sweater right there. I walk to work, for those who don't know, and I put on a sweater this morning, and I filled this up with ice-cold water, and I was off uh, to the races to work. And okay. I made it here in one piece, and I only barely have a runny nose. So. I drove here, and I had another layer on. That is pathetic. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> wow. All right. Uh, joining us, who's he's, he's dressed for both. Uh, a little bit of beach and a little bit of tundra. Joining us remotely for the first time ever is Isaac Harris. Isaac, well, what's up? Welcome. <laughs> oh, it's, so, it's so good to be with you guys. I've been worried about Bobby. I didn't know if you had any winter clothes because, you know, it's only cold unless you post a screenshot of the weather app. So I guess you just didn't post a screenshot of it. So it's not cold to you. Yeah, I'm just. I, I just, will say, I'm when we all adventured in Boston, you were in just a hoodie. Yeah, and I, I was, was fine. like hoodie, down jacket, like. Yeah, I I think that day I did complain a little bit about the weather. Uh, I was like, man, it's kind of cold. And now today, you know, and and really, I'm kind of one of those people that when it's super cold outside, anytime I like open the door and step outside, I always go like whoo. Or like, yeah, or like, yeah, like I always make a sound effect <laughs> and I always kind of like look like real mad, like, ooh, oh. but then after that, I'm fine. Are you like an ice bath guy? No. Okay. I think cold water, I, like bathing in cold water question. is for freaks right. or athletes. And I am neither of those things. <laughs> You're but, a chess athlete. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a chess athlete. Yeah. You're drinking ice water on a morning like this? Uh, well, there's right? no ice in it. It's just, it stays very cold. Uh, in okay. the in the in the Yeti, so or in the cold product uh, container. Okay. Can't, I can't do brand names. Um, Still, <laughs> yeah. So we're uh, we're happy that you can join us, Isaac. Uh, for those who don't know, of course, uh, well, you could probably tell Isaac your voice is a little low, but you're trucking through a little bit of uh, of of some sickness right before Christmas. I know a lot of people are too, and so hopefully you feel better soon. But uh, thank you for joining us, man. And uh, just try and keep the energy level up. You seem, you just seem real low. So like, try and yell and stuff if you if wow. you can. You know, I'll try. It depends on if if Cat's gonna give me a bad grade on something or not. But I just took a fireball <laughs> shot, so I'm ready to go. That is a true thing, by the way. He really just did that. that he was, was like, epic. we we're about to start. He was like, ah, hang on, and then he threw one down, and then said, all right, I'm ready. Stop, Barb, coming in clutch. She's yeah, just, like, let's go. It in the frame. Just let's it to go. Me. Uh, okay, so we're gonna have a fast and furious first segment. We got a couple a couple things to grade. We got a year in review. This is our last show of 2022. Um, next week on the Freak, there will be a bowl game uh, that's gonna be broadcast during our time slot. And so this is our last corner three of 2022. Um, so pour one out. Isaac already has, but Kat, you and I will uh, shortly. So we're gonna do some Christmas previews. We're also going to do a 2022 year in review, and we got to give the Mavs a lot of grades in both categories. And so first, we're going to pick some Christmas games. And now we discussed this ahead of time. We're, go we're each going to pick every single game on Christmas. There's five of them. But my little surprise wrinkle, because I always got to keep it all off balance, 
we have to pick the minimum scoring margin in each of the games, okay? So if you correctly pick the game winner, you're going to get one point. And if you can correctly pick the um, margin of victory, so like whatever, Mavs by 12, if the Mavs win by at least 12, you get a half a point. And if the Mavs, if the team that you pick wins by precisely the point amount that you, you pick, win the whole game. you get an extra point. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you can get up to two and a half points per game. Nice round number. It's not, but there's there's five games, so if you go a thousand, that's twelve and a half points. That is a round number. That's perfect. This is the most Bobby thing ever. I <laughs> just came up with those rules literally right now, so oh. we're just going for it. All right. So coming, let's save the Mavs for last, actually. Okay. Um, so let's start with seventy sixers at Knicks. Isaac, let's start with you. Give me the winner and the margin of victory. I'm going to take the Knicks by six. Knicks by six. Now, is that because it rhymes or is there another reason for this? Are no, you I, just think a- the Knicks, I think the Knicks are playing good basketball right now. Our buddy JB is playing well. Julius Randle playing well. Who's buddy? <laughs> All right. Um, Knicks fans, buddy. Luca's buddy. Jalen uh. Brunson is playing well. One of those two guys are probably going to make the all-star team in the East. And, yeah, in Madison Square Garden, it'd be a good win for them if they could beat the Sixers on Christmas Day. It would be a good win for them. Katya? All right, for funsies, I will go Sixers by four. Sixers by four. Okay, so you think Joel Embiid is going to steal Christmas just like the Grinch? I mean, I'm not saying he's the Grinch, but sure, yeah, yeah. I'll say it. Joel Embiid is the Grinch. Wow. I'm with you, Katia. I'm Whoa. saying Sixers by nine. I think Philly okay. is cruising right now. They've won a bunch of games in a row, although granted, many of those have been home games. So Six in a row. Yeah, but no. playing on the road is obviously a little different. Playing at 11 a.m. or 12 p.m., I guess it will be New York time, is very tough. But I think uh, the, the, the Knicks just don't really have anybody that can stop Embiid. I think Embiid's going to score a bajillion points. I think he might even go for 40. How about that? And I think, I think Philly's oh, yeah. going to win comfortably. Oh! Uh, take that. There, yeah, take that, Isaac. World. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac, you have 24 hours to respond. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Katya, let's start with you for this one. Bucks at Celtics. What, what's your prediction? Okay, I am... Super excited about this matchup. I cannot wait. Game. It's going to be a really good game. This is the one that's following the Mavericks-Lakers game. Um, so I am going to go Celtics by six. Celtics by six. Okay. Ooh. All right. You think yeah. Tatum is going to outduel Giannis? Or what do, what do you think is going to – there's a lot of star power in this game. I just think the, the Celtics offense um, – is known to score more than Milwaukee. Milwaukee's a very good defensive team. But I think the Celtics are going to come through, going to be hitting shots. Let's go. They got a zillion guys that shoot 40% from three. It's yeah. not fair. It is not fair. Isaac, how about you? Bucks by 12. Whoa. Whoa. He flipped it and doubled it. I just okay. flipped it. He said, I see you and raise you. Yeah. I, I think like Giannis it. and them are going to be wanting uh, revenge for the playoffs. I think there's been some weird stuff with Boston lately playing in, I don't know, it seems like stuff hasn't been gelling as well for them, but I'll they take... They have uh, lost three in a row. Yeah, yeah, so I'm going to take Milwaukee in this. I think they're going to roll. 
Wow. All right. Uh, Kat, I'm with you. I'm going to take the Celtics, uh, but I'm going to take the Celtics by three. I think it's going to be a close Ooh. game. It's going to be, close. It's gonna be a nice okay. close game. Cool. I like it. Um, all right. So this, I, I guess this game had some spice at the beginning of the season, um, just like the, the drink that Isaac consumed right before we started. Uh, Grizzlies at Warriors. Of course, the Warriors are going to be very, very shorthanded. No Steph for the foreseeable future. Uh, but there is a little bit of a some uh, some spice between Draymond and Ja and those guys yeah. uh, and Clay as well. And so, um, Isaac, what do you think is going to happen in this game? I'll t- man, this one's hard for me because obviously we know how much the Warriors have been struggling. Um, you know what? Oh, God, give it to me. Give me the Warriors by three. Whoa! Okay. I know. I know the right pick is Grizzlies, but. I'm holding out hope that Steph and them on Christmas Day can ride the ship a little bit. Wow, is Steph, okay. Is Steph, uh, no, Steph, play? Steph is out. Steph Steph's is out. out. All right, screw that. Forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Isaac. You're welcome. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kat's got me. I forgot all about that. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, that ain't happening. Memphis winning this game. <laughs> yeah. By Memphis, how many? Uh, Memphis by, <laughs> Memphis by, uh, by 16. Okay. Ooh. All right. All right. I think we might all agree on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go Memphis, but mine is going to be 13. 13, yeah. okay. I'm going to go Grizzlies. I just price is right at you. I'm going to go Grizzlies by 22. I'm just, just, just caution to the wind. <laughs> all right. Let's just go. Actually, you know what? I get that extra half point, uh, so I'm going to say Grizzlies by uh, 17. How about that? Um, okay. Okay. Okay, Suns. he even more prices right at you on that one. Yeah, wow. Well, you know. I don't know. Bobby go first. You play it. to win the game. I'll go first on this one. Suns <laughs> at Nuggets. All right. This is the nightcap. This is like your, your final glass of eggnog before you pass out on the couch. Is going to be watching Jokic just utterly destroy the Suns. I think Denver is going to win this game by 12. Ooh. Okay, I think it's going to be a little bit closer than that. I'm going to go... Um, Denver. Oh. Mm. Ooh, uh, Denver by. Will Cat be awake for this game? Four. <laughs> yes, I may possibly. I don't know. We'll see. Nuggets by four. All right, Isaac, are you brave enough to go somewhere in the middle? Or are you or are you super brave? And you're going to go the other way. Sons. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say Nuggets by two. Ooh, Nuggets by two. Okay. okay so you think it'll be a super yeah. close game. I, this is my favorite game of the day. I'm I'm ready for this one. All right. Uh, nice. Final was, one. Yeah. Statue game. The most important game of the day. A 1.30 p.m. Central Time tip-off, which you can listen to right here on 97.1. Lakers at Mavs. Only the second time in history the Mavs have hosted a Christmas Day game, first since 2011. They've only won on the road, though. So this would be their first home Christmas Day win. Katya, let's start with you. I got to go Mavs by 14. 14. It's a blowout, she said. She said, take that, LeBron. Why not? Why not? Take that, Russ. Washed King. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Guys, did y'all see LeBron's tweet yesterday? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. LeBron said, I am the storm. After the big loss to, like, Detroit or whoever it was they played. I got to read LeBron's tweet. LeBron said, fate whispers to the warrior. You cannot survive the storm. The warrior whispered back, I am the storm. 
That's right. Spitting. What he's kids book spitting. was he reading? He's the corniest <laughs> athlete on all social media. He's awesome though. Come on. How many emojis awesome. were in the tweet? None actually. Oh no, then yeah. he was hacked. <laughs> he's gotta get that two factor off on his account. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, let me see how many impressions that number can get on the left. Ugh. It doesn't with the impressions on the left, it does look like every single tweet is getting ratioed now. Which I, I think it's it's very unsettling. Right, so Isaac, does that numbers. mean you're, you're are you picking the Lakers then or what? Shut up, Bobby. <laughs> I will never pick up pick the Lakers on anything <laughs> ever. Um, the Mavs are beating the Lakers. I do think it's going to be a closer game. I'm going to say uh, Mavs by five. Mavs by five. Okay. okay. Uh, now the one big sort of concern for the Lakers heading into this game, other than just general vibes, is Anthony Davis is going to be out. Um, typically. You know, the Mavs have lost games when they've allowed of offensive rebounds. AD would be very good on the offensive glass. You think back to what the Lakers did to the Mavs two years ago on Christmas. They had 35 second chance points in that game. But there's not exactly the same caliber of big man out there without AD. So I do think the Mavs are going to win. And I think they're going to win by... I'll go a nice round number. Mavs by 11. I knew it. I knew it was going to be some like 13... No, it's a good number. A good, solid number. Mavs by 11. Shout out Tim Hardaway Jr. All right, so we'll revisit these next year, and we'll see who wins the game and who loses. Um, but first, it's a year in review time. Now, we only have eight minutes left in this segment, and so we can't review too many aspects of the year, but the Mavs did play a lot of basketball this year. In 2022, they played 79 regular season games, at least as of December 22nd. They had a 51-28 and 28 regular season record in 2022. 35 of those wins came last year. 16 of them came this year. So all in all, a pretty solid year of basketball for the Mavs. Now I'm going to give you key events that happened in this year, and I'm asking you, Katya and Isaac, to rate these events on a scale of mm. 1 to 2022. <laughs> 1 being the worst 2022 being the best, obviously. Okay. Can't wait for Kat to grade something. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, I all know. right. First up, the first key event that happened in 2022, at least as far as I, uh, according to my criteria, the Mavs traded Kristaps Porzingis to the Washington Wizards for Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. Kat, rate that move on a scale of one to 2022 this is such a weird scale i mean so it, it was a good move uh i i liked it i liked it right off the bat so uh let's go let's go 2022 i don't 2022 wow I mean, that's a fine, home run 2000 Two th okay to make right. it like not you know not perfect yeah there's room for improvement sure Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not good at grading stuff. I'm not. I'm not one to question. I was just. I was exclaiming 2020. I just we got know. so excited. You know? know. Got so excited. All right, Isaac. What about you? Give me the same as Cat. I loved it at the time. Uh, liked it. You know, still like it now. Wasn't a perfect fit, but they turned into a third ball handler and Dinwiddie that helped to make, you know, the conference finals. So, yeah, good grade. Good job, Nico. Yeah, but you didn't give it a number. Yeah, give it a number, Isaac. You can just rate it good. <laughs> uh, 2008. 2008, okay. Good solid year, yeah. 2008. Uh, that was the year that I bowled the most, actually, 2008. We went bowling. Uh, hey, how'd you do at the company party thing? I won. 
I did get the highest score. I clutched it out at the end. I actually needed to get a turkey in the tenth frame to win, and I did. I was, <laughs> yeah, that was, it was awesome. actually really <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, I was. I was pretty fired up. After Meanwhile, that. your girl barely broke fifty. But you did. Wow. You made yeah. it. You made it to fifty. I'm not good. I'm not good. Uh, the Mavs signed Dorian Finney-Smith to an extension, and they later signed Maxi Kleba to a contract extension. So they extended two of their own. Isaac. 2018, I think they're great moves. Love them both. I love them both. Um, I'm going to go like 2010 on it. 2011. We're just, all of these have just been grand slam-a-lam-a-ding-dongs. Yeah. I love it. Um, The Mavs won their first playoff series since 2011, and they had also advanced to their first Western Conference Finals since 2011. Both combined? Yes. 2022, that was so fun. That was such a fun playoff run. Yeah. Oh, so great. Isaac? 2022. 2022. Do we go 2023 with it? I mean, that's the, you know, the tip top of the mountain for this past year. For sure. Everything else has been downhill. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of that, uh, the Mavs lost Jalen Brunson to the New York Knicks. Isaac, rate that. Um, I dare you to go 2,000 plus. (laughs) I'm going to say about uh, 1948. Whoa. Okay. Okay. You think it was good that he left? Okay. Um, let's go back to the time of Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we so, can go BC uh, in this. No, no, no <laughs> BC action. All right, no BC action. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Uh, that that's a bad grade. Whatever scale we want to use, bad grade. Bummer. Yeah, I mean, uh, kicking it back to the the classical period. Yeah. No, think? I'm I'm gonna go with like a three. <laughs> a three nice okay uh the mavs traded for uh Jaden hardy on draft night and they also traded for christian wood on draft night or right after draft night they kind of it both happened official. at the same time yeah. yeah um now context that was before Jalen left and so it was kind of thought like oh my god you know um but in include the context in your grade that Jalen left so it's basically Jalen leaves in exchange essentially for Wood and Hardy. I guess they lost a first round pick out of it, but that was they were going to use that on Hardy anyway, so I don't I can't really factor that in. I this one's the hardest one to grade. I mean mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they were good moves at the time. I mean they're they're not at the level of Jalen Brunson, um but they're they're fine. So 1800 is like renaissance early industrial period. God, this rating scale is so bad. It's so hard. It's really not that bad. Every 200 years is a number on 1 to 10. So if you think it's a 9, just give it like a 1804. Oh, so math is now involved. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Somebody's listening in their car on Christmas Eve, and they're just smacking their steering wheel. I like, hope so. Why don't you do the math for me for a 7? A 7 out of 10? All right, so this is you're like... A little before Da Vinci, aka a C, no PTSD. Yeah, this is like Isaac. a little before, uh, like sort of the um, the the real Renaissance, the real sort of like Enlightenment. This is like the tail end of the Middle Ages of the Dark Ages. I, I mean that. Okay, now that you put it that way, that's super poetic. Yeah, let's go. Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, the Mavs <laughs> influenced an entire new rule. The Theo Pinson rule. Oh, that's came so into cool. Effect. That's like that's like an eight or nine, eight and a half. All right, so you're going like basically the industrial revolution. A revolution. 
Okay. I'm okay. I'm. All right. Wow. Grade this. Grade these moves by historical era. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> um, I don't. I hate the role, but it's cool that Dallas like influenced it. So, sure, the Renaissance. <laughs> Said, sure. Uh, all right. The Mavs signed Theo Pinson, JaVale McGee, Facundo Campasso, and later Kemba Walker. Um, and also they lost Tim Hardaway to a season-ending injury, but he essentially became a free agent uh, and sort of rejoined the roster heading into this year. Grade those moves by historical era. The Crusades. <laughs> what Isaac said. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> There's like ten. Okay, <laughs> listen, we gotta get to the last one on the yeah. list because this is All right. important stuff. Alright, finally, the Mavs unveiled the Retroplex jerseys and I unveiled the sickest mustache of all time, in my opinion, unbiased. You know that meme that is like the future if, you know, and then something? <laughs> that one. So like thirty, thirty-four. Is the Retroplex theme in marketing and all that the best moment since they beat the Suns. Probably, honestly. I think I think so. It probably is. All right, so a, a 3,000. Excellent. Wow, we did it. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, a nice solid year in 2022. We'll talk about some New Year's resolutions and stuff next, in addition to playing another game, all right? But this one is a little more straightforward. We're just going to predict where the teams in the West will finish at the end of the season. No pressure. It's going to be nice and easy. There's nothing on the line except for permanent bragging rights for all time. And that is coming up next on the Corner 3 on Studio 41 Radio. Welcome back to the Corner 3 on Studio 41 Radio. It's our second half, but it's still the fourth quarter of the show. So go ahead, get your four fingers up. It's time to get down to business. Closing out our 2022 year in review, I was just curious to ask you guys this question. What Mavs-related thing did you learn in 2022? What did you learn about this team, or what is kind of your, your main Mavs takeaway from 2022? Katya, do you want to go first, or sure. do you want to defer? I will go first. All right. The third ball handler is important and is needed. <laughs> we had discussions about it all offseason. Do we need it? Do we not? Do they, you know, is it better? Is it not? Yes. It is better. It's a luxury. Mavs need it. And that was something... That was kind of a revelation that we learned in 2022, yeah. too. You know, because until that Dinwiddie trade in February, whatever, February 8th or whatever it was, it well, was just Luca and Jalen, yeah. you know, and, and Trey Burke occasionally. But once, it's kind of like one of those things, it's like once you're exposed, once a baby is exposed to sugar, like it's game over. Like there's no going back, right? Yeah. Once, yeah. you know, once the Mavs got Dinwiddie, once we got the taste of what three guards can do, three really, really good guards, as soon as JB left, it was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, when, yeah. when can we get it back? I need it. I need another guard. I need another guard. It was literally like the full circle because we started the year without it. Then we got it. And we're like, man, this is great. And then we went back to not having it. It's like, wow, we just went full circle in one year. Akimba is, you know, at, at least looks like he could be a part of this thing. For sure. Um, yeah. And Jaden Hardy is developing very well, For in sure. my opinion. But yeah, neither of them... Obviously, are playing at a borderline all-star level like Jalen, and so it's kind of like, oh, you know, uh, Isaac. What? What Wait, is your? Wait, what about you? Well, I was gonna ask Isaac. Oh, I thought Isaac already answered. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bobby, Isaac would you doesn't like matter. to? <laughs> no, 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 Isaac, you go. You go. 
Uh, I got to well, think of mine. I, I, I won't say the same thing as Cat, but I'll say this. Um, Josh Green is a good basketball player. You know, I, I was, I've said this on our show multiple times, but I think I unfairly um, try to define him as an NBA player and didn't really consider as much the beginning of his career of just going, starting his career during COVID, getting drafted in that November draft and all that stuff. And I've just learned a lot about him as a player and kind of like the path for him to be an NBA player moving forward. So he's been a pleasant surprise and a good thing to like learn about this year for the Mavs. I think that my, yeah, yeah, Josh has just been so good. I mean, that stretch he had, Phoenix game, the Knicks game, the Warriors game. I know I said those games out of order, but those three games where he was dishing out five assists, mm-hmm. he was scoring buckets late, he was hitting threes, like that was that was like the perfect glimpse at what he could become. Yeah. And unfortunately he got hurt like right after that. And he's been out really a long time. So hopefully he gets well soon. Yeah, for sure. I'm really bummed that he's missing right now, especially with Maxi and Dorian out. It's like, man, I, I really wish he was healthy playing through yeah. this. They would definitely you know, need him. But. One idea that crystallized in my mind, especially very recently, um, like I'm talking even as recently as that two-game series in Minnesota, for a very long time we've always wondered, like, what is the kind of player that will fit with Luca, Or, like, who's the ideal Luca sidekick? Or what kind of, like, second guy do you need to play next to Luca? if you're thinking about, like, a superstar or an all-star or whatever? And we always think of, like, positions oh, a big man would be great, or a scoring guard would be great, or like a big two-way wing would be fantastic. But I think more important than anything, what I've sort of, I don't know, I guess just been thinking about a lot is the ideal player next to Luka, the ideal players, plural, next to Luka, don't have to necessarily be incredible three-point shooters, they don't have to be incredible isolation scorers, they don't have to be incredible defenders or whatever. But what they need to do, more importantly than anything, is make decisions quickly. They have to Mm. be very, very decisive. Um, What really drove that point home to me was watching Luka and Christian Wood play this pick and roll in Minnesota. Minnesota's building this high wall on Luka, putting two guys right in his face, Mm. forcing him to pass. And I'm not trying to pick on Christian Wood, but Wood would get the ball, and you're playing four on three, but you're thinking about it, and then your advantage is gone. Boom. You know, or like Luca will kick it out to Reggie Bullock, and Bullock is like, "Should I take this shot? I don't know." And boom, your advantage is gone. Mm-hmm. And what has always stood out to me about Tim Hardaway Jr. over the years with Luca is, even if he's having a bad game, oh, he'll go. He's gonna shoot, yeah, yeah or he's gonna put the ball on the floor. Yeah. Like whatever he's gonna do, he's gonna do it quickly. Mm-hmm. Josh Green, same thing. And now sometimes Tim shouldn't shoot. Sometimes Josh like puts the cart ahead of the horse and plays a little too chaotically. But what both of those guys do is. They just play fast. They think fast, and they make decisions very quickly. Dwight Powell, same thing. Dwight never, ever hesitates. And so those guys have always thrived with Luka, I feel like, for that reason. doesn't mean you need to be the, the highest basketball IQ guy in the world or whatever, but it just means you have to make up your mind and go. Mm-hmm. And so I think moving forward, uh, I, I don't know if the Mavs front office feels this way, but what I think and the kind of players that I'm going to want next to Luka are guys that will just think very quickly and that can take advantage of all of those little tiny space advantages that Luca will give you uh, because he does command so much attention. You really do think about this. 
I thought long and hard about it. <laughs> I yeah. can tell. Yeah, I thought really, because I, I, I mean, I've been talking about this with you. I've been talking yeah. about it with Isaac. I've been talking about it with everybody all year. How often do the Mavs get down to like the final five seconds of a possession? Mm-hmm. The shot clock is like in the red on the broadcast. And I'm like, you know, someone's got to shoot the ball. But then you think like, okay, well, Wood had it there, but then he like pump faked. Or like Dorian had the shot, but he swung it. Or for whatever reason, like Reggie just put the ball on the floor. Like, you know, it's, it's, and some of this is because, you know, Luca plays at a very slow pace. And so you're, you're, Luca is by nature going to drain seconds off the shot clock because he's not sprinting the ball up the floor the way that Draymond will, you know. Um, and so given the nature of, of Luca's playing style, you're never going to ask him to change because the dude is unbelievable. I think you need, you just need guys that are going to play quick. I think yeah. that's, that's the most important thing. Just be decisive, be quick. That's good. Yeah. yeah, I don't have anything. To I wasn't add looking to that. for validation, by the no, way. No, but yeah, I mean, we're both like, <laughs> yeah. Guys, yeah. I could sit here and like say I agree with every. I mean, because I do agree with everything. I'd just sure. be repeating, repeating you. So, that's what good. he said. Nice. Yeah. What he said. Um. So then, what would be as we close the door or turn the page or end the chapter? What kind of <laughs> what metaphor should we go for? I like the chapter. The chapter. Okay. The so chapter. as we close the chapter, that is 2022 and turn uh, to the next chapter that is 2023, 365 pages long. Don't skip ahead to the end to see how long it is before we start reading When's it. When's the next leap year? 2024. Oh, okay. I think. Cool. Isaac, is that right? Is it 2024? Chopper, yeah, can you I, check in the back for us? <laughs> yeah, you're right, Bobby. Um, what is your 2023 Mavs resolution? What do you hope to get out of the year 2023? Uh, I'll keep it like super cliche. It's it's a marathon, not a sprint. So like not to get super high or low on a couple losses, a couple wins. You know, it's 82 games. So um, and then also just that they'll get it together. It'll happen. You hope they get it together, keep or you faith. think they'll get it? Like, are you confident that they'll get it together? And and what does get it together mean? What what does define the getting together i don't know i just feel like right now everyone kind of feels like the mavs are a hot mess i don't think they're that much of a hot mess i mean they have a ton of injuries um their road record not great but it's you're not going to wave a magic wand and it's going to change right that's something you have to like slowly chip away at and so i think it's just the foundation has been laid and now let's just build on that is that a super generic answer? I don't think so. Okay. No. I don't think so, because cool. I think there are some people that would say in 2023 they need to make the home run move or try to make the home run move. You know. I stay out of that. I don't tamper. So, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Isaac, just here for me, vibes. What about you, Isaac? Tamper. Um, I, I just wrote down, think outside of the box. Like, I think with Luca, things can get so defined on how we play our style, our roster building, uh, the pieces next to Luca, the, to where, you know, the roles of all the players, like everything can be so defined that I think it's time. I think for 2023, I want them to think outside the box, think outside the box when it comes to style of play, playing with Luca, um, think outside of the box when you're looking at certain players to come play in Dallas that, you know, if instead of trying to fit them into exact roles, maybe you try to find talent and like build around the talent type thing. So I don't know if that makes sense, but 
that's my resolution for the Mavs in 2023. I like it. My resolution for the Mavs is got to try and, I mean, you have to make the playoffs, but you got to try and get to the top six. Just There's way too many good teams in the conference. Mm-hmm. And I do not want this season to be left to chance, basically. And especially if you finish ninth or 10th, you got to win two games in a row to make the playoffs. Anything can happen in one game. We've seen the Mavs beat the best teams in the league by 20, and we've seen them lose to the worst teams at home. You know, I don't want the season to come down to one game. I would still, even even if the playoffs started today, I would still not necessarily hate the Mavs' chances against anybody in the West. Um, I think that they are capable of beating anybody in the West in a seven-game series. In a one-game series, I'd rather not have to take my chances. Yeah. You know, so I, my resolution is much more, uh, much much less philosophical and much more concrete, which is you have got to find a way to make it in the top six, if yeah. if at all possible. I mean, the Mavericks are only two games out of the six seed, only four games out of first place. I mean, the West is so stacked together that any small run can can really one good week change the game. Yeah, when you look at the Mavs' schedule between now and New Year's Eve. They play outside of the Knicks. They play six games. Five of them are against teams with losing records. Didn't like, you tell me the Mavs have the easiest schedule, remaining yep. schedule in the in the entire NBA? There yeah. You go. Now it'll get a little tougher after this next six games. But still, I mean, yeah, this is it. This is like the chance to yeah. to gain some ground. You know, yeah. this is your chance. Um, I I already hate the play-in tournament, and the Mavs haven't even played in it yet. So. Yeah. yeah, I like it because the Mavs haven't played in it, right? I'm like, I'm all for it. Yeah, drama. Let's go. Uh, yeah, if the Mavs were in it, I think I would be uh, singing a different tune. Yeah, drama's always fun whenever you're not involved. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. But when you find yourself knee-deep in the muck, you're just like, ugh. Get me yeah. out of here. coughing instead. <laughs> all right. Speaking of the jam-packed West, and like Katya said, literally like one bad week or one good week could shape your season. So for uh, for example, right now, we're recording this on uh, the 23rd, and so there will be some games played in between now mm-hmm. and the time you hear it, but as things stand, the first, the top five teams in the West have all won 19 games. The Nuggets and Grizzlies are 19 and 11. The Pelicans have 12 losses. The Suns have 13. The Clippers have 14. The Jazz in seventh place have 19 wins as well but they have 16 losses. So by win percentage, this thing is separated by like fractions of a point, yeah. basically. The Mavs are four games out of first place, despite this season being very angsty. All right? I hold We're on talking to that. Like That's your, my silver lining yeah, always. Th- this season is like 13 years old right now. Yeah. Okay, and they just discovered Linkin Park. Like, things are getting emotional and, oh, and testing. Oh, man. You know? Those were good times. Yeah, but good times. it's yeah. salvageable, okay? It is salvageable. But we're gonna we're gonna have some fun for the final eight or so minutes. We're gonna do some twenty twenty three predictions. So we're gonna go down the standings as they are as of the morning of December twenty third, and I'm gonna ask you guys to predict whether this team X team will finish two spots or fewer away from where they are right now. So for example, if the Nuggets who are in first place, they'll finish between first and third, or they'll finish more than two spots away from their current standing. So who's going to move up? Who's going to move down? Who can make big moves? And who might just stay exactly where they are? So let's start with Denver. Isaac, we'll start with you. The Nuggets are in first place. Do you think they'll finish within the top three of the West, or do you think they'll finish further? I do. I think they finish in the top three. Yeah. Good team. 
Same. Yeah, top top three. Same? Wow, okay. I kind of want to be a contrarian. We're not keeping score on this because I will lose this document between now and April. Uh, so this is purely just for fun. I'll be a contrarian and s- actually, you know what? No, I think Denver might end up yeah. with the best record. I, I, they're that good. They're that good. And yeah. th- it seems like their pathway to winning a lot of games is a lot clearer than a lot of these other teams. Yeah. So let's go Denver. All right, yeah. Katia. The Memphis Grizzlies, they're currently in second. Do you think they'll finish in the top four or do you, do you think that they could fall out? Uh, the Grizzlies definitely look like a top four team to me this year. They, yeah. They're playing really You're well. You're not a jaw doubter? I, I'm not. I, I think they have a, a good team. I think um, they have good offensive pieces and defensive pieces. I think Dylan Brooks, you know, being back and, like, healthy and in the lineup, like, has been a huge help. I, I top four for sure. Isaac, do you agree? Yeah, I agree, um, especially because, you know, Jaron Jackson's only played, what, 12, 13 games. Desmond Bain's about to come back. You know, they're missing some of their best guys, and they're still winning basketball games. So I think they finished in the top four, yeah. They just feel like a machine. They're just built to destroy teams in the regular season, I think. I, yeah. built I, I agree with you all. Okay, spicy one, the New Orleans Pelicans. Isaac, do you think they're currently third place? Do you think they'll finish within the top five, or do you think that they could fall out? I think they drop. Yeah, they drop. But, okay, all right. Yeah, I think they drop. Um, it's just yeah, I I think a lot is hinging on Zion's health, and I think it's more about some of these other teams too. And so, I think of of all the teams in the top five in the West, they're the team that I'm the most like skeptical about a little bit. I think I I could see the Clippers and the Suns passing them up. Pat. Yeah, I agree with Isaac. Um, this is kind of the first year that we have seen like Zion full on, you know, having a full season. And I just I don't know what to where to gauge that. So I, I definitely think that they're riding a high right now and I don't think it'll be the full season. For Sorry. the sake of disagreement. Sorry, Pelicans. For the sake of disagreement, I'll say that they will stay in the top okay. five. I think even without Herb Jones, without Zion, without Brandon Ingram, for as long as those guys missed, they were still winning games. I think that they're going to, I think they're going to be just fine. They just score at will. Um, okay. Like let's pick up the pace here. Now that we're out of the top three Phoenix suns, they're currently fourth. Do you think that they will finish between second and sixth cat? Or do you think that they will, uh, they could climb as high as one or fall out completely? Uh, as much as I want to say they want to fall out that I think they'll finish within two. Okay. Yeah, just they're good. They're Do you good think teams. that the two will be up or down? Uh, down. Down. Ooh, let's go. Ooh. Down. Yeah. I'm twiddling my mustache, just thinking about their downfall. <laughs> Isaac, what about you? Uh, yeah, I actually agree completely with Cat. I think uh, they stay within the two, and I think that they're they're more likely to go five to six instead of up. I think they're going to stay within two, but I think that they're going to end the season in third place. I think they're eventually going to make a move, and I think they're going to be pretty good i'm i do fear them uh in the regular season again they feel like memphis they just pulverize bad teams they just they beat everyone they should la clippers thought to be a whole lot better than they are and yet here they are only like a, a game and a half out of first place despite a bunch of injuries of course to Kawhi and paul george isaac do you think that they'll finish between three and seven or are they climbing i i think they stay between three and seven and i think they have a chance to move up to the three or four spot as the season keeps going, Kawhi and PG play more games together. 
I still like their team, and I, I think Ty Lue's a good coach. Agree or disagree, Kat? Agree, agree. Yeah. I agree, too. I think the Clippers are safely top six. Yeah. How about the Sacramento Kings? I, are, we, are we lighting the beam or I what? I love this team. It's so fun. Um, I like the beam. Within two, but I think they fall into the play-in. Okay, so you think they'll finish eighth, seventh, or eighth? Seventh or eighth. Okay. Isaac, are you a believer? Are you a beam lever? I'm all about lighting the beam. I agree with Kat, though. Um, I think they stay within that range, but they fall into the play-in. I think they're falling out. I think they're falling to ninth or tenth. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry to the to the to the state of Sacramento. Okay. Uh, all right. Wow. Now to the city of Utah, the Utah Jazz. Isaac, they're currently seventh. They going five nine or are they Dunzos? They're going down. Oh, <laughs> they're gonna fall flat. Yeah, I think I think they'll be in the they'll be in that lottery race. They'll be out of the play in. I think they're gonna be trading some pieces soon. Yeah, I think I think uh, their strong start was was very cool to watch, but I also think that um, when your front office has a bigger plan than you know than winning, I don't know how to put this. They're gonna nicely. make a, they're gonna make a key change. Yeah, uh, they're gonna fall out. Mm. I think I think they'll keep marketing for All Star Weekend and everybody else in the roster. Hello. He's shooting like better than fifty percent from three over the last like ten games or something. It's outrageous. All right. Portland Trailblazers, they're in eighth place. Uh, I'm in, I'm indifferent on them. I think I eighth don't know. feels about right. Yeah, I just you know yeah. Seven, somewhere eight. around there. Yeah, they're destined for the play-in. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't see them climbing too high, but I also can't see them as long as Dame is healthy. They're gonna win 42 games. Yeah, the Dallas Mavericks, they're currently in ninth place. What are we thinking? I'm sending all the positive vibes. Move up. Three spots out of the plan. Kat, you were doing a rain dance yesterday in the snow. I don't like, know what that you were, is. You were trying to I like. I don't know what that is. It's like a, a like a ritualistic like you're sending vibes. Okay. Like, you know. Oh man. <laughs> People on the radio thing. go watch the YouTube video of that. I was raising my hands in the air like a we rain gotta, like a rain dance. We gotta clip that. Please. Isaac, are they moving up or not? Yeah, I think they're gonna uh, they're gonna get that sixth spot. Okay, all right. I I love the optimism. I'll do this. I'll <laughs> say the same thing. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if the Mavs moved up all the way to fifth. To be honest. Um. All right. Last two here. Two teams that we thought would be con- competing for these playing spots, or maybe even top six: Minnesota Timberwolves and Golden State Warriors. We have one minute, Isaac. Do you think that either of them can climb more than two spots? Warriors more than the Lakers. No, Wolves, not the Lakers. Warriors oh, and Wolves. Sorry. Isaac was like, oh, I can bash the Lakers? Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you setting this up for me? All right. Uh, We've already uh, eliminated no, the Lakers. No, Timberwolves uh, have a better chance of moving up than Golden State. Yeah. Kat? Yeah, I agree. Although, I mean, Golden State, they always just pull it out. Like, pull out. I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm sorry. You, don't, you, don't, you just want to stop right there. <laughs> you just want to stop right there. They always find a way to pull through. Okay. All right. There here we go. Go. You salvaged it. Oh you salvaged God. it. All right. We're ending on a high here with, the, with pulling out and rain dances and all sorts of stuff going on. Isaac is opening up another bottle just off screen. Uh, it's completely out of control, but this was a fun show. Uh, happy holidays, everybody, and a happy new year. You will hear from us again on 97.1 The Freak. In January, so Next still year, until baby. then, have fun with your friends and family. Happy New Year and happy holidays, <laughs> Isaac and Katya, and, and to all you out there listening. It's Studio 41 <laughs> Radio. It's the Corner 3. We'll see you next time.